Dude, I love this place, man. Man, it's a pleasure, man. Pleasure to have you in the <laughs> studio, brother. You know what I mean? Courtney, thank you so much for taking the time to get on this podcast. Um, for everyone, this is Courtney. I want to low-key low say low, local legend at this point, man. Oh, man, I'm too young for that, bro. <laughs> hey, man. We'll give it a the, few more years. You're going to make these cheeks rosy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this, these black cheeks rosy. <laughs> so, you Courtney know? is a... Um, is it, man, do I want to say current? You're still a photographer, just ex-photographer? Ex-photographer, yeah. I don't really uh, shoot anymore. I don't practice that anymore. Um, just got burnt out, man. Right. Burnt we'll, out. We'll get into that. Yeah. He's the owner of Hendo Studio here in San Diego, which is probably the best studio I've ever been to. And I've been in a few. Um, people that I've worked with that have gone to all those studios in L.A., they always say, this is the way to go, this place. Really? Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, fellow podcaster Yeah. for, mm -hmm. I forget the, the title of the podcast. Um, Boisterous Boys, and I have another one called Hendo Podcast as well. So two different podcasts. This guy is unplugged. all around content creators, I have to say. Yeah, This they, what they say is, uh, they say uh, content is currency these days. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to dive deep into that and uh, get paid, brother. You right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. So how do you feel thing. about the whole content space as of, as of right now? Um. It's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. Um, I, like I said, I have two different podcasts right now. Uh, actually, three because I do interviews with a lot of local artists. And you know what? Uh, doing podcasts, I didn't expect to be so much work. You know what I mean? So uh, we look on social media, it makes it look so glamorous, like it's so easy. But when you start di diving deep into it, it's like, bro, you got to film it. You got to know how to film it. If you don't have a live stream, you got to chop the video up. Then you got to put that video together. Then you got to, you know... At clips, uh, bigger, bigger, um, bigger clips for Instagram and and YouTube, all that. Even and even shorts. Even when I walked in, you were literally. I think you were on YouTube doing some keywords and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me how big YouTube is, bro. <laughs> it's so crazy. You got to learn the algorithm for YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram. They don't talk about how you can do captions. They learn. Oh, it's so much stuff, bro. It's so <laughs> intricate, man. Before we get to all the content creation space, yeah. uh, I do want to go step a little bit. Go go back a little bit, few years, and uh, I met you probably like two to three years ago yeah. at a photo shoot here, and uh, you had told me a brief synopsis of your life, and I was freaking was very intrigued, and I knew one day I was going to get you on a podcast, um, and so now we're here, and I appreciate you uh, taking the time of your busy, busy schedule, uh, but if you want to let us know a little bit about you and your background and uh, the photography space, or even before you got in the photography space, because I know you were in the medical field, correct? Yes, yes. I was a trauma tech at UCSD Hillcrest. Um, we're loving that, man, but... You know, I did that to make money, make with some good money, look over 100000 a year, you know. Some light. Only, wait, only reason I even said that because I want you to get the, you know, you know, the synopsis of the story. You know, um, making good money, bro, full benefits, everything. But I wasn't really fulfilled, you know what I mean? It was just, it was a job to me, you know what I'm saying? And a couple of my friends were really big photographers in the MMA, MMA space. Um, James Law, Ryan Loco, um, they're amazing MMA photographers. And I... You know, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see their their work and I'm seeing them, uh, you know, taking pictures of, you know, John Legend and all these famous people. And I was like, damn, dude, you know what I mean? They're traveling the world to different countries and getting paid for it. It was a very glamorous life. But, you know, at the same time, they're doing something I was loved. They love to do. They're they're passionate about it. You know, what I mean, so, um, I'll, bro, I was, got inspired, man. Super inspired. Um, picked up my first camera. It was a, a Canon 70D. With my tax refund check, and um, how much did that deep, go for? Uh, it was like sixteen hundred for the cam for the camera and the lens. It was like a kit lens. No, I actually bought a fifty millimeter. So nifty with fifty. The, nifty, yeah, it was my first lens. Nifty fifty Sigma. Um, it was like fifteen sixteen hundred, but at still the time, pricey back then, bro. All the time that was like a lot of money. Yeah. I was like, dang, it's like what three racks nowadays? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, started doing photography, man. Fell in love with it. Um, more in particular, it was combat sports. So the, what I did was, you know, I worked from 7A to 7P, you know, in the hospital, UCSD Hillcrest. And when I got off at 7 o'clock in the morning, I went to uh, shoot at local fighters here in, in San Diego in the gyms. Oh, wow. And, uh, bro, at the time, we had some big fighters, like huge fighters, some of the best in the world in San Diego. So, bro, I was so, you know, passionate about it, man. Like, I did it almost every day, bro. It was just obsessed with it, bro. It was, it was borderline a sickness. Like, the so only thing I could focus on and do all day was just photography, bro. Like, go practice. I'll learn some stuff on, on YouTube. Then I go practice in the gym, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, edit the photos, and I go back to work. Work all night. Next day, that was like a, my routine every day. 
And when you're when you're filming these uh, doing these photography um, sessions, are you charging or are these just like free work? Just no, like, free. Yeah, I want to like get my feet wet and figure this thing out before yeah. I start charging. Yeah, because I I didn't feel like I was good enough to charge at the time. You know what I mean? I was still learning. I wasn't confident enough to charge, but um, it kind of progressed into that because I was shooting these big big time fighters, some of the best in the world, um, and their sponsors started seeing my work. You know what I mean? They're like, "Damn, who's shooting these photos?" You know, and it was they're referring me. All of a sudden, bro, it just snowballed. And um, I got a job with Monster Energy. Then I quit my job, you know, just quit my job, quit everything. Bro, so crazy. I remember, like, my mom was upset with me. My whole, everybody was upset with me. What are you doing? You going to be a photographer? Yeah. You're like, leaving, what are you're you leaving, doing? You're leaving the safety net, man. Right. You know, you're jumping out the nest, you know? And everybody was so upset with me. And I was like, bro, I just got to do this, man. This is what I, I love to do. I, I'm passionate about it. You know what I mean? So, and it was crazy, my guy. So crazy. So I just started shooting, like. The Conor McGregor's, the John Joneses, the you name them. Everybody you can think of, you know what I mean? Just kicking with them every day. Like traveling the world, bro, everywhere. Just doing photography. You know what I mean? Everything what year paid is for. This? What year is this? This was 16, 2016, you know? Jeez, man. Cause yeah. Fuck, that's insane. Like hanging out with those rock stars. Yeah. Like, in bro. our eyes. Yeah, man. And and how was it like just I mean, were you like I don't want to go like too sidetracked, but like were you like starstruck, like working with these guys? Or were they like up-and-coming names at the time. No, they were big names at the time, bro. I was, you know, I was learning, you know what I'm saying? So um, I was learning at the time, too. So I was practicing on these best in the world, bro. So the Conor McGregor's, I knew, I remember I knew two light setups at the time, you know what I mean? I was that key light and the edge light. You know, if key light come from the side and the edge light. And I, and I, bro, I used that to death, you know, and that was my go-to lighting, you know what I mean, most of the time. And uh, like I said, just... But it was a lot of documentary work, too, as well. You know, a lot of that. And I had to shoot a lot of the fights. You know, all the sponsored fighters I had to shoot actual the fights for uh, for their social media. But they were sending me across the world, bro. Everywhere, man. You name it. Japan, uh, New Zealand, you know, Australia. Everywhere, bro. Really? It was so dope, man. I mean... <laughs> sounds like a dream man i feel like that's like what most creatives would want to do is like travel around the world getting paid doing what they love to do yeah but i mean i'm sure it could be also very taxing (sighs) bro you know like it's work work it's a lot of work you know and that's the thing that people don't really understand like it was just i was gone every day so you got to understand like the schedule for mma it's like you know every week there's a fight so that means every week i have to be there to document that you know what i mean so i'm in the airports every week you know what i mean i'm living out of uh, hotels every week Granted, you know, everything is paid for. You're living on this glamorous life. You're hanging with all these people, but you don't have a life on the outside. Right. You know what I mean? And I, me and my girl was together for a long time. So, you know, she held me down for all this time. Damn. But it was like she was single for five years. Right. You know what I mean? She she didn't have a man. I see my girl like once a week, twice a week. Dang, so you were you were with somebody this whole time. That, that must have been very... Uh, it very, was hard. Yeah. It was hard. But we didn't have a kid. We didn't have any kids at the, at the time, you know? So I used to travel... On Wednesday morning, and I get back on Sunday nights. So I have Monday and Tuesday, and I leave Wednesday. Every week, bro. Damn. I don't care if it was our anniversary. I don't care if it was a birthday. I don't care if it was like whatever it is. My obligation was like I had to travel every week. Damn. So it's crazy. And and this is all affiliated through through Monster Energy? Monster Energy, yeah. And yeah. How, how like, um, you kind of explained this, but like how, how did it feel when you like got, let's say, let's call it an email or a text from Monster, like, hey, we wanna we wanna work with you, man. Well, um, it was life changing, bro. I was, it was life life changing, man. And uh, I remember that. I remember I remember vaguely when they had they sent me the contract, and I seen those numbers on that contract. I was like, stop, bro. This is crazy. And I, you know, like I said, I was a big fan of MMA already, so I knew what Monster was about, and it was amazing to be a part of the organization. Even you if know. you're not into MMA, Monster is Monster. Monster, like, I had monster. a Monster earlier today yeah (laughs) you know what i mean so and it was so many different things that you know that i did it was just man such a blessing bro like i had to shoot like nascar you know because they do do a lot of cross promotions with Mm -hmm. different the different sectors of monster so monsters have a lot of different sectors they got you know snowboarding they got they got cars they got everything skateboarding so we used to do a lot of cross cross promotions you know what i mean so you get to meet all these other cool you know athletes and you go to uh, NASCAR, shoot NASCAR, you know, hanging out with these people. Like, yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> it's and, crazy. Uh, when you're when you're traveling around, um, are you like lugging like all your lights or you're kind of just doing like local rentals? Yeah, it depends what I'm shooting. So I had a lot of different roles I was playing at, at the time. So I had to shoot the 
you know, the fights. I had to shoot promo. So when I was shooting promo, I had to go to the actual fighters' camps. Right. So then I was by myself, lugging around three lights, my luggage. You know, depends how long I was there. Yeah, so they, yeah. were, they weren't able to cut the check for an assistant at least? Nah, they don't, <laughs> they don't care, bro. You know what I mean? Just get the job done. It's, yeah, you still it's still a job. You know what I mean? So for sure. Um, pri- yeah. uh, outside of the lights, uh, if you could remember, um, what was in your camera back back then? Like, we'll talk, we'll, let's yeah. talk about bodies. Let's talk about lenses. We can get a little, little nerd if you want. Yeah, so I had two 1DXs, Mark IIs at the time, um, 7200, 24-70s. Um, a 50 millimeter and a 35. And those are all like, uh, you all, you purchased those yourself? Yes, I bought those all myself. Um, I started off with the 5D Mark III, bro, oh my God. So when I first started, I started with the, the 70D, then, you know, this the, the, I was shooting the gym. So it wasn't really, number one, it wasn't, it wasn't fast enough and the, the ISO wasn't, you had to shoot, you had to crank my ISO. Right. So everything was so grainy. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of that and I got a 5D Mark III. Game changer? No. <laughs> So 5D Mark III shooting action sports, bro. So six frames per second. So you got to understand that thing is like click, 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 click. You know what I mean? So I remember like it was so hard, but it was cool because it taught me timing. I perfected timing with that camera. But uh, it was a full it was a full format, you know. Um, so that's why everybody was kind of that's why I kind of moved up because I, I went from a medium format. I'm uh, not I'm seeing a uh, crop sensor to a full format. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Um, so it was a full frame mat, so I was kind of like hyped about that. But six frames per second shooting sports is like crazy. Pretty slow. That's crazy. Yeah. So like I said, I perfected. Um, uh, uh, I, per- I perfected my timing. Once I perfected my timing, bro, it was just amazing. Um, but jeez, that must have took a long time to like master that. Like, hey, all right, th- at this movement, I I click the shutter at this point in time, bro. I'm telling you, it's, it was a blessing in disguise because like I knew I had to predict. I had to learn what the fighters were gonna do. It's like I had to you know, the different movements. So I studied with how, what the, how the fighters were moving. Then I knew how to click boom, and click and click when they're, you know, about to punch or bro. It was crazy. It was crazy, Damn, man. Then, um, I'll start making some money off the fighters from their sponsors. So then I was making some good money and uh, I bought the, the, the Canon one DX Mark two game changer. Bro, it's a machine gun. <laughs> brr, brr, brr. It was crazy. So out of that, it was like you can shit, catch everything. <laughs> yeah. No matter. You, you know what I mean? But the problem I was having with that, it was so fast that you gotta you you're shooting too much. Yeah. And you they have to go through all the selects and you post. Go through all those... <laughs> <laughs> bro, I remember shooting the fight, bro. I was going through memory cards like it was nothing. Bruh. So it was like I was like shooting so much, it was like a movie. So you know what I'm saying? It was so many frames, like yeah. so. You look back on the on the you know in the computer, it's like yeah, it's literally a, a motion picture, like a, mo- a motion picture. You right. know what I mean? It's like 20 frames per second, and then know, I, so. and then you're like editing those like so that usually fights end around like what 10, 10 30 ish, depending on where you're at, right? Uh, at least Pacific, it's usually when it, when the fights usually end. But no, bro, you gotta understand this. It doesn't work like that. You gotta edit on the spot. Right. Oh shit! And you're a one man band still, no yes. assistant. <laughs> yes. So what you have to do is as you're shooting, watch. Now, remember this. When you watch boxing, it depends who, on the photographers. But the big-time photographers, when you watch boxing or MMA, they're editing between rounds. So they'll shoot, take that memory card out, put it in your computer, find some good photos, lightly edit it, contrast, you, sure. know, you know, brightness, whatever it is, you know, uh, sharpness, send it off. Jesus. In like 30 seconds, 40 see, seconds. I, I always wonder too, because like I follow, I'm a, I'm a big soccer head mm-hmm. and I follow all these pages. Um, and so when there's a current game, like today I was watching a game at 12 o'clock Champions League, Real Madrid or Chelsea. There was photos like within minutes of actually happening in TV. I'm yep. like, bro, like I always wonder like, how does that actually work? So what happens is for soccer games and football games, they, they have the photographer on the field. Then they have a runner. So as they're shooting, when they're done, they'll hand it off to an assistant, a runner, and they'll run it out, and they'll have somebody editing in the back. Right. So that's what they do that's, for those that's type a, of like, let's, let's call it a three-man band. But yep. you're doing this by yourself, though. Yep. 100%. <laughs> so it was, bro, it was crazy, man. And once again, that you can't make a mistake, man, because you're shooting, you're shooting moments. Right. You know what I mean? So they need those moments to put on their social media. So it's like, it was a lot of pressure. Uh-huh. It was a lot of pressure. Jeez, you know? man. Uh, who were some of your um, favorite fighters that you ever shot like, uh, as far as personality or just like you love their mindset or how they approach the fight or whatnot? Easy. Conor McGregor. I know it sounds trendy, but Conor McGregor, I learned a lot from him. I Such learned as? the mindset. The mindset. Um, let me tell you, I tell the story a lot, but Conor McGregor, um, I shot a lot of different fighters, right? And I'm going to tell you the difference between Conor McGregor. 
during a fight, you know, before you, you know, during a fight day, you know, all the fighters come in and it's like a sections. So a fighter get like different sections, right? And they'll warm up. And a lot of fighters will do what all the other fighters would do. They'll warm up, do, you know, boxing, you know, warm up, hitting mitts, pads. Guess what Conor McGregor was doing? Meditating. Meditating, bro. Oh, I just guessed. <laughs> so he was sitting there meditating for 90% of the time. You know, so what Conor McGregor did, he was he was getting his mind right more than, than just physical. If you think about it, they, they spend six weeks of this training and getting all this right. So you already know that. So you come to the fight, you know what I mean? You are ready. You're ready already physically. So, but you got to get it right. You got to get your mind right mentally. And that's what he did, bro. He he just focused on his mental. Everything is mental, bro. So um, he focused on his mental 90% of the time. And maybe 30 minutes before his fight, he started warming up. And I remember, bro, being around him, his confidence. His confidence was so strong, bro. Like, he walk in a room. You can, you can be walking in a room and you don't know Conor McGregor's there. You can legit feel it like that. Bro, I swear to God, bro. <laughs> bro, I swear to it's God. It's not just like on TV then. I swear to God, bro. He, his confidence is just, it just, it was just, it's so strong, bro. His energy in that room when Conor McGregor came in, it was just ridiculous, bro. What is a, I, I know you had mentioned that he, just like his mindset, like how did you take that knowledge to your own profession? Um, just, just being confident and just believing in yourself more than anything. You know what I mean? You know, you're going to have a lot of adversity in life and you're going to have a lot of ups and downs, but that mind, bro, that mind is everything, bro. It, that perception is everything. And like I said, I've seen the difference between like these big fighters, like the John Joneses. And I'm, I'm just trying to not name drop people, but I feel like these people are where they at now because how they believe in themselves. You know what I'm saying? They're they, the ordinary person. It's like, you know, you probably have some doubt, you know what I mean? You probably have some, like, insecurities. And granted, yeah, these people have some insecurities, too, as well. They're, they're human. But, bro, these people are, like, the belief in themselves are just, it's like, they're like aliens. Mm -hmm. They're like aliens. They're so, they're like, they're in their bulletproof. They're in their own little bubble. How do you think they got there? Just, I think through adversity. I think through adversity, at the same time, through experience and just, Bro, I mean, just learning through life. Maybe people around them taught them different things, but I feel like these people are very successful. And they're really high ranking, or they're very, you know, stand out from the from rest of the uh, the crowd because of the way they think. You know what I mean? Right. Of course, you, it it takes some uh, skill set as well, but that mindset, bro. Mm -hmm. And I applied that in my life. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I, I have my insecurities as well, but bro, anything I can anything I can put my mind to, I can do it. Right, I can walk on water if I wanted to, bro. Right, and so, uh, are you are you from San Diego? I'm from Georgia originally. Okay, okay, yeah. and and how did you end San Diego? Uh, my dad, he was military, so we traveled the world a little bit, you know, um, military brat, uh -huh. you know, and he retired here in San Diego, so that uh, that landed me in San Diego. But once again, once you get to San Diego, <laughs> you ain't gonna leave. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. So we stayed, and, you, and you've been literally all over the world. Yes, there hasn't been any places, any other places where like, man, I can see myself living here. Um, New Zealand was that's that's a good one. Um, Costa Rica, I can see myself there for sure. It's one of the best places I could ever been to. Was, yeah, um, Middle East, mm -hmm. Bahrain, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Dubai, <laughs> China, you know, Japan, Japan. I love Japan because the cultures they like emulate everything that you see in the city and uh, in America. So let's say you like the the Spanish culture, they'll emulate that Spanish culture. You'll see. You'll see uh, Japanese people with, with afros, with, 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 uh, with chains, dookie chains. and They're definitely all about, like, drip over there and, like, swag. And Bro, it's like different cultures within their culture Yeah, with, that emulates America. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool, man. So when did you um, – you mentioned earlier that you, were, you, you eventually got burnt out from the photography game. How, when did you know in your career, or like, you know what, it's time to hang it up and take my talent somewhere else? Bro, you know, I remember coming home from um, from Denver, Colorado, one day, and I was just so freaking tired, bro. And how many years in the game or at this point? Five years. Damn, five years in the game, and uh, it was two thousand twenty. It was a two thousand. It was uh twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen. Um, bro, it was just it was just a lot, man. It just I just I just felt I felt like a it was redundant. You know what I mean? I felt like I wasn't learning anything. I felt like. How many times can you meet Conor McGregor? You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't feel like I was doing anything new. I felt like I was just stagnant in my life. Like, it wasn't like any, I'm not learning anything else. You know what I'm saying? So 
it's like, damn, I'm, I need to get a change. I need, I need a change. You know what I mean? I need to be challenged. I need to do something else. I need to, you know, when you con- conquer your your dreams and your goals, you got to set new ones. And I conquered everything I wanted in the, in the photography space. So I was like, man, I need, I need to do something different, you know? Mm-hmm. And what was that different? The studio. The studio. Being my own. Not just a studio, just being my own business. I wanted to be my own businessman. I want to control my own future. Because, you know, another thing about being on a monster, it's a job still, bro. I still had a boss. People tell me what to do. Politics. I mean, it sounds all cool and everything, everything I was doing, but it was a lot of downside to that too, bro. Right. You know, like a lot of the, the photos I was taking, I didn't get credit for. Mm. You know, other people had got credit for my photos and my talent, what I was doing. Um, a lot of politics, bro. Wait, wait. Did you, a lot you, of politics. Do you mean like photographers will take your image and- Yes. Oh, damn. Yes. So they didn't know who really who was uh, shooting these photos. It's like you're at the bottom. I was at the bottom. All right. I was granted. I was you know the the main person for combat sports photographer. But when you go on the totem pole, I was nothing, bro. I was yeah. nothing to them. I was a worker. You know what I mean? I went. It's nothing. Yeah. You know, I was just somebody there to take these dope images so they can uh, advertise them. And I'm assuming uh, with contracts and whatnot, you weren't allowed to watermark these images. No, no. With the contracts, they own those images. Right. You know, when you signing all rights away from those images, Jeez. that's what they're they're paying you. I mean, I get it, bro. Yeah. You think about it, they're paying me a lot of money for my talent to to use my talent so they can, you know, market their products. Sure. I get it. No worries. Yeah. But people don't understand when these big corporations like that, there's a lot of politics mm-hmm. and there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on that you don't you don't understand. And the higher you go up, and you know, I'm, I was in a room with some big people, and bro, it's it's a different world. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna get too deep into it, but it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can imagine. Um, and so you you want to open up a studio. Is this like the the only studio you opened or was it a different location prior? This is just the first one, bro. First one. Um sound like it's first of many. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, the plan? Or yeah, I or mean, am I jumping the gun? <laughs> bro, you know, to tell you the truth, man, this was fun, but once again, I'm feeling re- stagnant and in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time to do something different than this too. Right, right. You know what I mean? I feel like we did it pretty good here. So, but when I first opened this studio up, bro, I didn't have the, the knowledge to open up a brick and mortar location. So it was just all that ambition. I'm hanging around all these superstars all day. I'm feeling real hot. I could do anything I want, but life hits you in the ass for a little bit. And when you, you know, you don't have the really the the tools and the knowledge to really do it. Uh huh. So you learn it on the fly. So, um, long story short. I left Monster 2 because a lot of politics was going on, and I once again, I felt, you know, I wasn't learning, but a lot of politics stuff was going on in Monster that, you know, you Google my name, you'll see it, but um, I left because of that. And left it, a sour taste? Oh, my God. It was, bro, it was so crazy. Oh, damn. You know, um, but I, I left, like, right away. One day, I was like, hey, I quit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Next day. So you got to understand, when you do that, there's no money, no more money coming in. So once I did that as well, I ain't gonna go too deep in this. I got blackballed from Monster because the, well, you you know it it is it's a long story. If you know, you know. Yeah. So all the all like my whole resume is obsolete now because I built my resume all throughout this time on the MMA. So I can't really get a job because I was kind of blackballed from Monster because I quit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get along one of the guys there. So I had to start all over. But I wanted to start a studio anyway, so I started a studio. So I. Had a lot of money saved up from, you know, traveling, never home. So I had a big bank account saved up. And I spent all my money opening the studio. Not knowing how to properly open up a studio, how to how to market it, get sales, retain uh, customer service, all that. So I learned on the fly. So that kind of depleted my bank account. So within, like, maybe six, seven months, I ran through that whole little bank account, bro. Just go through, like, in, in, intense doubts. Crazy, 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 bro. So... It's crazy. This is probably the hardest time of my life, right? So, hardest time ever, hardest time of my life. So, me and my girl together. Now, all of a sudden, you know, I'm back home, never at home. Then, we open up Hendo Studios, depleted our whole bank account. Remember, we're living freaking lavish. Lavish, bro. She's living good. Range Rovers, nice house, eating out every week. You know what I mean? Like, every week. We, we never cook. every day. Bro, I swear <laughs> to God, bro. Bro, I'm not lying to you. I believe you. <laughs> Stupid living, bro. Like, real, real nasty living. To nothing at all, bro. Zero income coming in. So, depleted. Spending th- thousands of dollars every day to open this place up. Renovating. Uh, need, this need to be done. Thousands every day. So, my 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 bank account went down to the to zero. So, what do I have to do? I've been, I've been broke before. So, what do you do? You liquidate everything. 
sold my car, sold my house, sold all the furniture. And guess what we had to do? Sleep in here. Damn. So I slept in here for almost a year to get Hendo Studios up. And we slept on a twin mattress in my office. And I was so scared that my wife will, you know, at the time she was my girl, but I was, I was so scared she was going to leave me because, you know, like, it was, that's a drastic change overnight. Complete 180. 180. So um, she stuck with me, bro, never complained one day. Real one. Not, not one day, you know. I'm talking about, bro, like, twin mattress, two grown-ass people in, a, in, in, in the office right here eating uh, McDonald's dollar menu from Steak and Lobster. To a McDonald's dollar menu, Taco Bell, taking showers at 24 Hour Fitness over here on Balboa. You know what I'm saying? This is real shit, bro. And um, after a year, bro, we kind of broke even. Then we started making profit. Then we started bringing more money and more money in. Then we kind of like climbed out of that hole. You know what I mean? But it was just, I learned a lot. You know, a lot of people turned their back on me. I didn't have no friends anymore. You know, I didn't have any value to to offer people. So people turned their back on me. Then I learned who was really down for me. And, you know, and that was the most, that was the hardest part about it. You know what I mean? That a lot of people turned their back on me. You know what I mean? And they chased money over friendship and all the other stuff. So, but it was a cool, it was a cool moment. It was a cool moment because I learned a lot by myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was in it, bro. I was in it. Oh my God, bro. Did you, did you ever like think back and wonder like, this is what the mindset's all about right here. Like at this point, like you got to like really focus and get yourself out of this situation. Yes, because uh, it's so funny. That I I thought depression was for weak people, you know what I mean? I was like, man, ain't no such thing as depression. That's not real, you know what I mean? Just people who are complaining who are weak. And I experienced, like, depression for the first time in my life at 33 years old. I remember this like it was yesterday. 33 years old, bro, I just experienced depression for the first time. And I remember it was just being in a funk, man. Like, you in the fog every day, you know, you felt negative. You know, you just, you can't, you can't think positive, you know, I just remember feeling, man, just feeling down on every day. No matter what you did, you know, it just you just felt like you just felt negative. Your mind was just stressful. It just you couldn't think positive. You was just always in a bad mood. And that's what depression felt like to me. And the only thing that really got me out of depression was photography. So what I did was I start I went back to photography and started start shooting everything I loved. So I went out every day to start shooting sunsets shooting my little nephews, you know what I mean? It's doing things that really, like, made me feel good inside, and that kind of reversed everything for me, you know what I mean? And uh, it made me uh, pop out of depression, bro. That's the only thing, but I really understand how people really listen to this. I, I want to make this statement, but you got to, I want to, I want to, I don't, I want to do this, but I understand why people commit suicide. I really do, because um, I understand the mindset now, but like I said, I, 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 I'm conscious of it. But I understand how people go deep into this, into this this pit. I understand it, you know what I mean. But I never thought I was committing suicide. But I, I understand the, the concept of it. Right, right. You know what I mean. Well, geez. Uh, so you started making a little bit of profit with the studio. What year is this? This was. Uh, this has to be right before COVID. I was gonna I say because we all know what happens next. I oh my sure what time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this was right before COVID, like six months before COVID. I uh, started making some real good money. Well, not real good money. Money I can live on. Sure. You know what I mean? One bedroom. I apartment. mean, no more lobsters every day, but I mean, no, no. We, we can go, go to scissors here and there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can go out a little bit at uh, Applebee's. You know, <laughs> two for twenty. You know, on a good day, we can take her out to a nice little restaurant. You know what I mean? Can order the margarita now, yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Extra cheese on, the, on that Whopper. You see that girl? I love you, girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, this is uh, right before COVID. So I remember, like, it was probably like six months before COVID. And, uh, we, you know, we started doing good, bro. Everything was good, you know. Living in a one-bedroom apartment. I can I can make my car payment, you know what I mean? Living good, you know. And uh, everything was straight, bro. It was a blessing, man. It's People don't understand, bro, when you're living in, like, you know, the basic, basic necessities that you have running water, you know what I mean? You can take a shower when you want to get your house. Uh, warm water, you know, like, uh, I got a refrigerator right now. Oh, like, God, like, you know, it's crazy. But uh, then COVID hit, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, bro. I was like, dude, I am cursed. It was crazy. So when COVID hit, um, like everybody know for a long time that you couldn't, you couldn't uh, operate. Right. But people don't understand. My bills were still coming. Yeah. So how, you know? I vividly remember your videos. Bro, expressing was, your frustrations. 
I don't understand this. Yeah. So you can tell me that my bills are still coming. I got to pay my bills and, and and I can't have nobody to make money. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so hold on. The way my business works is in order to pay my bills, I get it from my customers. But you're trying to tell me that I can't have customers to pay my bills, but my bills are still are still coming. But in the, in the back end, the, the government tells me, hey, you know what? I'm going to give you a loan to pay your bills, but I got to pay that back. <laughs> With interest. <laughs> With interest. <laughs> oh man, bro, that's crazy, bro. So, um, we was done for a long time, and I remember, bro, I was so blessed, man. One of my mentors taught me, "Hey, have six months of uh savings, six months of savings of your uh of your uh you know your 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 expenses." Mm-hmm. So I saved up six months, bro. I swear to God, bro. Ugh. I swear to God, bro. Six months on the sixth month. I was like, okay, we're about to go under. We open there, everything opened up. Everything did opened you up. open up or did everything opened up? Everything opened up. Because I know there's there were some establishments and I mean, not to sound like I want you to incriminate yourself, or whatever, yeah. but like were you like some some establishments were opening, were still open during Absolutely not. lockdowns. Absolutely not. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, man, that, that must have been extra <laughs> tough then. <laughs> hey, but tell you true, it didn't really matter because you didn't have enough, I didn't have enough clients anyways to uh-huh. really to Stay really afloat. pay for my bills. Right. So it was just that was like pocket change compared to what I what I was bringing in. So guys, if yeah. if you're ever in a pinch, make sure you have six months to save up on whatever you have. Yep. Make sure you could afford your rent six months way way ahead. Yes, um, it's very important. Calculate all your expenses, even your personal life. Whatever you you pay in your personal life, calculate like six months worth of expenses. Have six months worth of expenses saved up. How valuable is um, having mentorship? Um, it's very valuable because um, it fast tracks your life. Um, so they have a blueprint already. So whoever's your mentor is, they have the blueprint on how to get to your goals or whatever you're trying to do. So if you have somebody there to coach you and show you the the way, not to go left, not to go right, you got to go straight. You know what I mean? Then you won't make those mistakes. It will help you fast track your life to your uh, to your goals. Um, I had mentors like kind of halfway through. So in the beginning, once again, when I opened up the studio, if I was had a mentor, I had somebody who had some knowledge or if I had knowledge and open up a studio, I would have made all these mistakes. Bro, I swear I spent extra 50 grand in the studio that I shouldn't spend at the time. And that'll I could have used that money to market the studio or build other things that's useful for my clients to make more money. But you know, it is what it is. Well, at least it's a lesson learned. It's a lesson learned, for I mean, sure. If I'm a uh, if I'm a young person, a young adult uh, and I'm looking for some sort of guidance and mentorship. How do I go about that? Uh, what I did was I just found somebody once again that I, you know, was in that space, and I contacted them. I said, "Bro, um, you know, I do whatever I can do, man, to you know, to be, you know." Once again, another thing: if you're approaching somebody, I wanted to make this a point too. If you're approaching somebody, make sure you have some type of value to offer them. Don't just approach somebody to, to take something from them without, you know, giving anything back. It's like you're a leech. You're sucking their blood. You know what I mean? Um, only, only way somebody's going to help you is they feel bad for you or they're just a good person just to, you know, to help you. Um, but just have some type of value to offer them first. You know, hey, man, I will come. I'll come clean your toilets, bro, whatever it is. I could come do your administration work. I'll come do whatever. Um, this particular person, I was just their processor. I just processed all their photos, whatever it is. and, um, and you, you provided some value, though. I provided some value for them. I, I didn't get paid. Man. I was traveling around with this person and, uh, you know, assistant for them pretty much. And I didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, I was in L.A. on, I asked my girl, bro, 20-hour days, bro, all day, all day, not getting paid. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about it, I still learned a lot from it, even though I didn't get paid. Right. I learned a lot. I got a, a lot of experience from it. Learn how to talk to customers, learn how to run my business, learn how to build relationships, uh, learn how to market myself, learn how to uh, network. It's a lot, bro. How key is to like nurture those relationships? That's the biggest thing, man. Your network is everything. Everything. Um, it's about who you know. That's how you get ahead. I even, bro, even I didn't even tell you a story. Like I remember, I don't want to say the person's name because I'm really good. Yeah, you don't cool have friends to. with you don't them. Have to. But I remember this photographer who's shooting for this popular organization in MMA. Um, he got fired because the backup photographer under him had a better relationship with everybody else because he treated everybody better. But he didn't have the same skill set as that big time photographer. He was not even close to the big time photographer, you know. And um, the way he treated other people and his, how he built relationships with people, 
you know, who's a, a team player, you know, got along with everybody. They got rid of the big time photographer and he got his spot. Even though he was more talented. Yep. Bro, night and day talent. Jeez. You look at his work and be like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? That dude? <laughs> but um, he was a good person, though, man. Really yeah. good person. Really good person, man. And, you know, you got to understand, too, like on that road, you, you're tra- like I said, you're traveling every day with somebody. So it's like you're married to him. So you want to be around somebody you can get along with. Right. Right. You know I mean, so. Jeez, man. And so uh, w- now that the whole COVID thing is over. Yeah. Um, on paper, at least. Yes. Uh, how's how's the business going? Um, so when everything opened up again, my business kind of 10xed. So we, we just went from zero to 100. Like my sales doubled. Like, bro, it was nuts. Yeah. You know, uh, we that's the, bro, that year I made the most money I ever made, bro. I, it was stupid. I just feel like everyone had that age to be outside and get creative. Like yeah. everyone was creating content in their own I, for speaking for myself in my own one bedroom apartment mm-hmm. where now I could like go outside and shoot anywhere I want now. And then yep. you have you offer so much in your studio that it made sense why you were booked and busy. Bro, stupid, bro. We're just booked. Even now that like, it is it never it's never been down ever since since we, uh, we opened up from COVID. Mm-hmm. We've just been going up and up and up and up. That's awesome. Know? So, you know, once again that's one now I'm trying to get to another place in my life that just keep growing, man. Yeah, and, keep and growing. I think one of the reasons too that you're you're also growing in the studio space. Uh, again, like I always think back to all the studio experience I've had. I always think of this place. I'm like, first of all, Corny's probably going to be here most likely because I've never seen anyone else in this building besides him. Yeah, um, and he's always down to help out where other studios I've been, especially in the LA area. Not to like shit on LA, but here it goes. The studios over there, it's like, all right, this is your time. Do whatever you got to do. I can any sort of assistance, or how do I work this light, or how do how does this adapter work? You got to figure it out, kind of thing. And with yeah. you, it's like the last shoot that we did here. You were you were with us. You were actually like sort of being a PA and helping us out with like how to shape this certain light that mm-hmm. we want that we were looking for. And it's something I always remember from the very beginning, like even two years ago when when I first met you, you were doing that. And I'm and I was telling my boys, I'm like, dude, like we need to go to we need to go here because a we don't know shit about lighting like that. And I know Corny is most likely going to be down to help us out if we ask. Yeah, you want to provide value to people. I learned that, you know, throughout my time. The more value the people that you can create or provide, then, you know, the, the more that, you know, business is going to grow, you know. But at the same time, man, it's just, like I said, I've been on those sets before. I've been in those big studios. I've been in all the studios around the world, bro. And that's one thing that I didn't like, man. You coming in and nobody's here to help you. You know what I mean? Like. Like you guys are coming here to, you know, number one, you're giving me your money to, to, you know, to come here, and there's all a lot of other students you could you could have went to, you know what I mean? So when you come here, I value that, you know what I mean? Like you could be anywhere, but you're here, king with a brother, you know what I mean? So and I want to see you guys, I want to see you guys do good. I want to see you come here and create some dope, go dope content, you know what I mean? So and I know that you guys don't know how to use my stuff. So every studio got something different, you know, and that's my problem when I when I went to other studios. Like they all had different lights. They didn't have the same lights. Everything was different. So I had to learn that. Then when you learn that, it takes like half of your time learning it. I'll remember this uh, one moment when we did a shoot prior to coming here. We went to LA mm-hmm. and we did a, uh, some sort of photo shoot and we're going to use strobe lights. And uh, we rocked the Sony systems. So apparently Sony has a specific adapter for these lights, which I'm sure you know. Right, right. And uh, we asked the dude that was running the um, the space. I'm like, hey, dude do you have the adapter since we have Sony? And he's like, oh, no, we don't have it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have it? He's right. like, we just don't. I'm like, all right, well, we got to think and improvise and we need to figure out this freaking shoot to make this happen. We're already down one hour. We need, we got three more hours to go. We look for the, we call the nearest store, which is like, this is LA, downtown LA again. The nearest store is like a 45-minute drive in LA traffic. That's crazy. We literally had, luckily, one of our boys was on the way to the to the shoot. We asked him to do a detour to pick up this stupid freaking strobe that they didn't have. We picked it up, and by the time we got there, we had a solid 60 minutes, if not uh, 45 minutes to shoot. And no. then we still had to leave on time, of course. No. And then the guy the guy had the boss ask, hey, it, I could buy that stroke from you guys if you guys want. I'm like, bro, can you comp us at least to two hours or the entire session? Like, what do you mean? That's, and uh, yeah, and, and ever since then, I'm like, dude, it left us such a sour taste. I'm like, this would never would have happened at Hendo's. I knew that. For, and they, they had no experience. They right. never came here before. And then we... We come here and we ask the same question. Hey, do you have the adapter for that Sony? Oh yeah, I got you. It's right here. Let me get it for you real quick. Yeah. I'm like, bro, night and day. Man, it's, it's my responsibility, man. That's my that's his fault for sure. That's bad business practices. 
And if you want repeat customers and people to help you build your business, that's not the way you treat people. I want I want to treat people the way I want to be treated. You know what I'm saying? I like when you walk in here, bro, you're spending your money, bro. Like it's hard to make money, man. You spending your hard ass working money, and you're gonna get out here and somebody's treating you like like crap, and I'm using your facility, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I'm using your stuff. I'm giving you my money, mm-hmm. then you treat me like crap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, bro. That's that's the way business don't work like that. And you know what, what and the worst part is like there are certain there are certain like lights we weren't allowed to use because it was like for the video, it was like an extra cost to get certain lights. I'm yeah. like, oh, I didn't know that's how it went. And so when we came, like, well, that's can we use and what can't we use? And you're like, dude, whatever's here, you could literally use it. I'm like, yeah, man. What? Yeah, bro. That's what. <laughs> so it's one of the reasons why I love coming to the studio whenever I get the chance because you you definitely provide like even if someone's inexperienced that just wants to get into the strobe lights or the photography aspect or the video or with just some sort of studio experience. You're always there to help out and assist, which you don't even have to do, yeah. but you still do it because for the love of the game. You have to, man. You have to. I appreciate you guys for coming and and um and like I said, and just you know spending your money here, bro. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I understand. I've been to all those studios, and and that's one thing I didn't like. I didn't like that coming in here. I got to learn. I, it's a whole hour just to learn your your studio, right? You know what I mean? What then? You know, but at the same time, that's part of being a business. You see a problem, then you you know you fill that gap with that problem. You know what I mean? So that's one thing. If I'm not here, I got a couple other people who work here, you know, that will help you. And that's we have a host, always have a host here. Right. Because, you know, I learned that when people came in here, they were like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I can tell people's overwhelmed. You know what I mean? You know, the pro photo lighting, you know what I mean? You got these big old strobes and every, everywhere. So people are overwhelmed. And the only thing I noticed what people want, people want to be able to create some dope content with minimal effort. Right. That's it. That's what they want. So, I need to help you do that. If you don't know what you're doing, I need to help you. At least get you set up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then the next time you come, you'll learn. You'll learn it. Then, you know, after two or three times, you're set. Yeah. The crazy part is, like, we you know literally I mean? we literally showed you an inspirational photo on Instagram. And you're like, hey, can you do this lighting like this by chance here? Is it even possible here? And you're like, give me two seconds. <laughs> Boom. I'm like, dude, what? Yeah. So it yeah. just shows, like, the knowledge um, that you have. Uh, but I'm glad this, the studio's running really great for you guys, Thank and it's you, really successful. Um, and now let's talk a little bit about content. Like you've been going ham with the content lately, man. Yeah. With the podcast that you've been producing. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. How's it been? Um, really good, bro. Um, uh, like once again, I was saying, like the podcast is a lot of work. Um, but I'm no stranger to hard work, man. I think that's what you have to do, you know, to be successful in anything. But I'm learning that the way social media is, you got to always pump out content so people can see you. So I try to post, you know, I don't want I don't want to like, you know, spam, you know, my social media, but we try to post frequent. So because part three of my posts that I post in one day, I probably post like four times a day and part three of them, you might even, probably don't even see those three posts. Right. You know, what I mean, the way the, the algorithm is and the way social media is, is ran. So I try to post frequent, but quality post, you know, right. what I mean, and and things that represent the studio. So for us, the, um, you know, so for us, the, the podcast. I got like, you know, I try to cut, cut them clips. Those clips are going to drive you to the podcast. So um, try to build that brand and just cut mo- a lot of clips and just post them. But once again, bro, it's a lot of work, bro. Yeah. A lot of work. And I'm learning that you got to have a team because I'm kind of feeling burnt out. You know what I mean? Right. Because, bro, you got to, like I said, chop the clips up, short form, long form, uh, you know, uh, you know, support social media, the shorts. Post them on uh, uh, on YouTube. Post them on Instagram. Post them on uh, TikTok. You know, and so on and so on. You when know? you plan on getting a, an editor for the Potters? I do already. Oh, you do already. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, nice. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, okay. Sir. The way you made it sound like I assume you were doing it yourself because I just you were doing the YouTube stuff. I'm like, damn, man, like. No way he's doing all this editing as well. No, so they're editing it, but I gotta add the sub, the, the captions. Yeah, it still takes a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> color grading. You know? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. The finishing touches is what I like to call. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's still a, that's a full time job. Yeah. Could you imagine if I was really chopping them up? There's no way. <laughs> that's literally me right now. I'm a one man oh, band. So bro, like this, that's this, crazy. this past week, including you, like, uh, and then tomorrow I got another one going on. This would be like my fourth podcast in like in three days. And oh. I'm trying to go crazier now before I take off for three weeks. And so and you actually chopping the video up, you know? Bro. That? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, clap this man up. So it's something I've been it's something I've been like thinking about the last few days. And I'm like, man, I need to figure out my my own podcast and work work balance. Um I got you, bro. So yeah, I, I need to tap in. Um, bro, I'm about to bless you, bro. For sure. Uh but yeah, like I I I'm looking for I mean local will be amazing. I just don't like to do the whole Dropbox thing where you like upload for 24 hours. I'm wearing I usually run three cameras, but now we're doing two cameras. Mm-hmm. And then I need to do like some sort of like loom where I need to like, hey, let me show you how I do my process. So by the time I get it 
and there's a, any hiccups, I can fix it myself. But yeah, man, I, I think finding an editor is the next step for the podcast right now, especially right now, like going back to what you said about mm -hmm. content, I do got to post almost daily. I'm actually posting Monday through Friday for the mm -hmm. podcast and I've seen growth and success. One of my clips happened to take off. We're mm -hmm. currently at 1.5 million views on that wow. specific clip and I'm getting a lot more eyes and attention. I'm like, all right, well, there's no slowing down now. I got to mm -hmm. fucking keep going and going and going. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to like go to the to the end where I'm like freaking fried at that point and like I have a bad sour taste on the podcast and that's the last thing I want to happen. Yeah, you got to have a team, bro. You're working too hard, man. That's what I'm learning. You got to have other people to help you out because not you're going to overwork yourself. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And uh, that's the biggest thing, man. You can't do it all yourself. You can't do it all yourself, bro. So you got to have other people that are, will uh, supplement some of those uh, those other roles because right. it's a lot. People don't understand it. Like I didn't, I, I didn't even know that it was that hard until, you know, I, I dove deep into it. You know, there's so much to it, man. Adding, you know, getting the flow of the podcast, talking to people, the questions to make it interesting, you know, adding value to people. Right. You know, are you teaching them? Are you, are there, is it entertainment? Are they learning something? What's going to keep them there to, the, you know, the, you know, why are people tuning in to you? That type of stuff, man. It's so much. Yeah. Man. I mean, again, going back to what you said <clears throat> earlier, it, social media makes it look super easy though. Yes. But in the reality, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's, it's a freaking grind. Yes, sir. It's a freaking grind from coordinating yep. to setting up to recording. Thank God you're already pretty much set up right here. Yeah. If not, I usually ask like a 30-minute window for me to set up the cameras and, and audio stuff. Yeah. Uh, but And then, of course, the dumping, the organization, and uh, and then editing, posting, scheduling, yep. captions. Like, yep. it's a lot of work, man. Learning. And, and look, it looks very easy. You yep. see the end product, the, the shiny freaking 30-second video that took a few minutes to create. Um, yeah, it's something I'm learning. And, and the crazy thing about it, you can be doing this for maybe years, years or two before you get any traction. Right. So you gotta, you gotta be stay consistent. Yeah. For like a year, that's dumping, that's dumping, this all this hard work without getting any type of traction. Yeah. Nobody really liking your stuff, you know. Nobody really gravitating to it. They maybe might get like that one, that one, one clip might go viral out of out of three or four months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no type of traction. Nobody's saying this is dope, you know, dope yeah. content or nothing. So we're almost two in, two years in with my uh, boisterous boys, and we you have yes. some success, man. Like unless it, unless it just started happening recently, just started happening. okay? Because you're you got some crazy numbers. Just started happening, bro. Within the last three months, I'll say no no longer than three months. But uh, I was watching Mr. Beast, and he said that uh, you gotta you gotta have at least a hundred episodes to really get anything. He said if you don't have if you have anything under a hundred episodes, don't even like. Don't even like look for anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. we're just we're at eighty six right now. So you're almost at the hundo. Woo! But like, yeah, you, like just looking, just doing a little bit of research prior to this interview. Like, you mm -hmm. have some insane, insane numbers, and the people you, I mean, you've had GSP man, like, yeah. like on your lives, and uh, just having these like the cool thing about like that your niche in, in the podcast is like you have fresh material to work off. of. Yeah. Which is yeah. the, which is something I envy because I I can only talk so much about camera right. settings, entrepreneurship, mindset because at the end of the day, they all say the same thing for the most part. Yep, you know. Yep. Um, but props to you, man. Um, what are the other podcasts you have? You said Hendo. Is that the photography one that you used to have back in? I started that, but um, that one got like, kind of crazy. Bro. Yeah, I remember. Oh, I was God. I was a, I was a listener, man, and yeah. it, it would get a little wild, man. Yeah. Like people calling uh, people calling people out. Yes, some creeps out there. Right. It was it was a, it was a little weird at one point. So that's the thing, though. Like you know, I start I study start I studied podcasts, and I was like, okay, like how do you make a successful podcast? And one thing there's I learned is you get like I said, you got to entertain people or inspire people or you got to add some type of value. You got to teach them. So, all right, okay, all right, I can teach him photography. Okay, cool. We can get the intimate aspect for talking some, you know, some crazy stories about, you know, photographers and models. So I hate that angle. So, People right, love cool. messiness. Right. <laughs> so let me tell you the story, bro. Like, it went crazy. So the podcast was like, a, it was a local podcast. It was doing really yep. good. You know yeah. what I mean? So I didn't know. Like, so I have models and photographers, and models will be like, Tell the the creepy photography stories, you know, which is wild, wild, by the way, dude. Bro. Like, I was like mind blown, man. Like, I mean, yeah, like you always hear stories, like, oh, guys try to get to girls with their cameras and whatnot. You always yeah. hear those like stupid little jokes, but I mean, the people that I work with, I mean, it's never like that, right? But hearing those stories, like, one thing I I appreciate about that podcast is like you could actually hear the perspective of the of the model, which I'm not used to. I'm just used to being the photographer 
And then I trip out if a model wants to charge me. I'm like, wait, why? I'm the one with the talent and I'm the one shooting. But like right. here in their side is like, fuck, I never thought about it like that, man. Yeah. I still disagree though, but it's all good. <laughs> no, I do too. I still <laughs> No, I do too, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. I never said I agree, but right, I was right. like, wow. Yeah, I can respect it. Hey, I respect I respect still, the hustle. Still. But still, I'm the one with the $3,000 camera. Right, right. Probably booking the studio myself. Yes, yes. I'm directing you. And on top of that, you take that money, you take that that picture and make you know money off of it. Right, right. Whatever. So, whatever. so why'd you end up uh, um, cutting, the, cutting the cord on that? So that right there, um, like I said, it, so let me tell you what happened. <laughs> so like I said, we was giving some creepy photography stories and creepy uh, you know model stories or whatever. And what happened was, I started to see like there's beef in 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 San Diego, so there's a lot of tension w between models and photographers in San Diego. Oh wow! So the thing about San Diego is a lot of these photographers think that these models are their girls. So the photographers will shoot these models, and they feel like if they shoot with another photographer, the photographers get mad. A little jelly, crazy. <laughs> and on the flip side, what happens is these models are beefing with each other as well. So what they did was, so what was going on, I had all these different models come on in the podcast and they would tell these crazy stories about other models. And I didn't, I'm subliminally. Right. So I'm not knowing who they're talking about. So they're talking crap about these other models and the other models will come on to the podcast in the, the following week. Hey, Courtney, I want to come on the podcast. I need to, you know, I got a couple stories. And they're subliminally talking about the other models. Man, there's model beef out there? Model beef. <laughs> Bro, so it got so crazy, it became this big-ass thing in San Diego. Like, you know, it it created so much drama, bro. Jeez. And I was like, bro. I'm just, out there consuming it because you used to do the live stream out here with the popcorn. Just like, oh, man. <laughs> Let's go. Bro, it was, Everybody loves the messiness, man. Come on now. Oh, it was so good. I might have bring that back. But like, you know, every other month or something. Yeah, It was yeah. some good stories, bro. Yeah, it's it's some interesting stories for sure. But I, I completely understand um, why you ended up doing that. Yeah. Uh, quick question um, in regards to San Diego. So you've experienced pretty much the world, and you being in Southern California, mm -hmm. why not L.A.? Um, I lived in L.A. for a little bit as well, but the quality of life that you have in L.A. is not better than San Diego. You're not going to have – I'm I'm, all, I'm I'm 41 now, bro. Like, I want – you know, I want – what San Diego's paradise to me. Like, I love it. Like, I've been around the world, and I couldn't wait to get back home. I don't care where I've been, bro. I mean, I've been, you name it. Yeah. But San Diego is, is it has my heart. And um, I feel like San Diego is very close to LA too. It's like two and a half hour drive. Right. And when I, when I, when I was shooting, you know, when I needed to go to LA, it was like a two hour drive. It's nothing, it's you easy. know? So that's the quality of life that you have in San Diego is so great, man. It's, it's about how you live and the comfortable, the comfortableness. Is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is being comfortable um, in San Diego. And that's, I just love San Diego. Plus, the Mexican food in San Diego is a lot better than L.A. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> hey, I ain't, man, I'm going to get shot down. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. No, but no. I don't care what Reggie Bush says, man. I oh, know hey. he did say he was from San Diego, so I'll take that back. Yeah, I went to high school with him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah, Reggie Shit. Bush. Yeah. Nice. I was a senior. He was a freshman, but yeah. That's dope. Um, um, but yeah, the, the Mexican food is pretty good in L.A. too. It depends where you hit, bro. It depends yeah, where you hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That, uh, yeah, them video tacos in L.A. Woo-wee. Depends on the spot, I guess. Depends man. on the spot. Depends on the spot. Depends on the spot. All right, before we start wrapping up, man, mm -hmm. um, if there's one creator out there that's trying to get into the game, into the freelance space. Uh, they're probably doing this as a side hustle, kind of like what you did when you were doing, um, you're doing your nursing job. Right. Um, what is the one tip you have for them? Um, if, in photography, I would say focus on a niche. This but listen, this is why I did it. I can't tell you to do what you want, how you want to do it. Focus on a niche and build your brand on that particular niche. Be known for, you know, shooting, uh, you know, candles. I'll give you one story uh, before we get out of here. Um, one of my good friends, he approached me. He said his sister wanted to learn photography. I said, all right, bro, just shoot something that she's passionate about. She's passionate about candles. You know what I mean? That's her thing. High end. So candles. random candles. Weird, right? Weird. But that's when you said it right now. I'm like, that's an interesting example, but all right. Right. Weird, right? I was like, all right. You know, I'm like, okay. Knock yourself you, out. You ain't gonna make no money on that, but go ahead. <laughs> do your thing. Bro, check this out, bro. So she started shooting candles, man, like on her iPhone. You know, she started, you know, de decorating the candles and all that type of stuff. And um, she bought a Canon T3i with a 50 millimeter lens. And she started shooting candles and she started, uh, you know, went on Instagram and started explaining her experience. With the candles, like how it smells, the way it makes her feel, or whatever it is. Guess what, bro? 
all these big companies start hitting her up and asking for her work and asking for her to, you know, write reviews on her candles. They start to fly her out, you know, to different parts of the world for just from candles. Swear to God, from lying, I'm dying. It's so wild though. It's so random. Bro, she's making it easy by twenty thousand a month. Some light. Off candles. Some light. With a 50, 50, a 50 millimeter, 50 millimeter, ah, I can't even talk. Which is like 50, 100 bucks. Like 100 bucks. Yeah. T3i, Canon T3i. And that camera is also very cheap. Super cheap. Yeah. $500 camera, uh, camera. But she's traveling the world, bro, shooting that with any with her iPhone. That's shooting insane. Shooting candles. That's insane. Her name is, uh, it's on Instagram, Well Boxed. Well Boxed. Go to, check her out. Dev out the top in. That is insane. Uh, so niche down. Niche down um, and focus on that. Try to build your your brand on whatever you you're passionate about. Learn lighting, learn lighting, bro. Learn lighting, learn lighting. Um, and I would also say uh, build relationships with people. Learn how to build relationships. That's going to take you to the next level. Okay, one one little rebuttal. Mm-hmm. I am an introvert that mm-hmm. just want to create, but I don't know how to talk to human beings, man. Well, you better be get really good at taking some dope ass photos that people will come to you. That's what you're going to have to do. Okay. You're going to have to, bro. It's business. Either, either you're going to talk to them or you're going to hire somebody, like assistant or, you know, a business partner that who can fill that gap for you. Uh-huh. Or if that, you better shoot some dope-ass photos. Like top of the, top of the, damn. Um, you know what I mean? Because you shoot some dope photos, they'll come to you if they're if your work is that crazy. Right. People will gravitate towards you. But if not, you're going to have to find somebody who can, you know, fill that void for sure. That's something I say. That's something about like pers- uh, about content. Um, I feel like what what makes people gravitate to certain individuals, certain creators, is the personality. Put a little bit of personality. Yeah. You do that a lot, and I mean, you're just a very easy, likable person, you know. Thanks, so bro. I can see why the podcast is going crazy. Um, you and your partner, uh, you guys have pretty good takes. Uh, but I- I'm just like loving this like content creation space. Like, it's we're in like. There is no like roadmap to this right now because mm-hmm. it's all foreign territory, right? Um, which is, I feel like I call this like the, the modern gold rush. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally enjoy the content creation, even though it's a lot of work, but I still really enjoy it. And uh, there's like no rules to this right now, nope. and that's why I always like when people say, "Oh, like I, I want to make some money with social media, but I don't know how to." I'm like, bro, like the, the information is out there, man. Just gotta freaking do it. Do you yeah. have? You just got to figure it out, man. Like yep. I did, you did. We're not saying I'm like popping off right now, but I'm saying like I know if I st- stick to this road, like I will. Um, I just feel like there's like so much excuses and I'm like, bro, stop with the excuses. The shit's out there. Just it's figure it out there. now. Yep. I mean, you can literally do anything, bro. You know what I mean? I think people, we, we have limitations. We put limitations on ourselves. Um, that's that's one of the most, like it's the mindset. Believing in yourself, bro. Like I, I revert to back what I was saying, like kind of McGregor. You got to believe in yourself, man. Anything is possible, bro. Uh, I know so many people making money on weird stuff, bro. This Case every, in point, the candle. The candle, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm so inspired by a lot of people that come in here. I have people come in who, I mean, I, had, I remember I have a guy that comes in, came in, he was really young, 19, 20 years old. He just wanted to travel the world, you know what I mean, and do like, you know, travel photography. Bro. Two years later, it was one even two years, like a year and a year, year later, this dude is traveling the world, bro. Like every week, he's sponsored by Marriott. Damn, he made I it happen, s- bro. I swear to God, man, I swear. Like if you just put your mind to it, bro, whatever you want to do and put your mind to it and put all your effort into it, something will open up, my guy. Just be patient and just focus on uh, uh, whatever you want to do, your goals, and and have a plan. A lot of people miss that too. Have a plan. It's never going to go according to plan. It's always going to be, you know, always going to... Some roadblocks here yeah, and there. Yeah, make some roadblocks and, you know, make some changes in that plan, but have a plan that where you want to go. You know what I mean? That way you have a, a direction because if you don't have a plan, it's like a, a ship going out into the open sea right. without any navigation. You know, you're just going everywhere. You know what I mean? You don't know where you're going. So when you have a plan, you know where to go. You know what to, to uh, focus your energy on, you know? And I swear to you, bro, it's so weird. Even open up this studio, like I was saying, like... I remember opening the studio up and I didn't know how, bro, my overhead was like five, $6,000 a month with no income. I was like, baby, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we just, we believe, I believe, bro. I swear to God, she every gonna, month. She's going to thug it out. Thug it out. Every month, bro, I swear to you, it was so weird, man. It was so weird. Every month, I would just make a 6000 You know, I probably didn't make, I, like I said, I was eating ramen noodles every day, but I made it just enough amount of money. Mm-hmm. Bro, I remember like even a couple of instances that, you know, like a two days before I had to pay my rent, 
all of a sudden, like a big client come in and rent the studio for two days. We eating. <laughs> but yeah, we eating, but at the same time, it all, for some reason, I don't know what it is, the universe or whatever it is, I don't know what you want to call it, your God or whatever it is, it always happened because I believed, bro, and I put all my effort into it and I bust my ass. I was obsessed with it, you know what I mean? And I didn't take no for an answer, yeah. you know what I mean? So anything that you you want to do, just put your all your effort into it. Figure out a plan how you get there, and just bust your ass to get to it, bro. Something's gonna open up, my guy. Right, corny. It's been an honor, man, to have yeah. you in this podcast, man. Appreciate uh, you, bro. If you guys want to connect with Cordy, all his Instagram will be uh, in the description. Links down below. Yeah, and. Uh, Corny, it's been a pleasure. Again, once again, you Appreciate killed it, man. You, man. Appreciate you. Anytime. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode, guys, of uh, Modern Creative Podcast. Uh, we will catch you guys later and talk to you soon. Peace.